3: scumbags this is the scummy mummies podcast with your hosts ellie gibson and helen thorne
4: hello and
5: welcome to the scummy
4: mummies podcast it's me helen thorne and it's
5: me ellie gibson do you know what ellie we've got a guest again yeah i know that's it's almost like that's the format mate i know (laughs) (laughs) surprise anyway it's a really good guest today
4: it's Alison Perry! Yay! Hi! Hello, <laughs> Hello, Alison Perry! Hello! Now, we've been friends with Alison for ages. Can we say friends? I think so. I think we've progressed to friends. Yes, we have. I mean, we met on... Uh, I was going to say on, on the internet, like like <laughs> Tinder. Yes. Like I swiped right. <laughs> um, no, but uh, we've known Alison for years now, because you, you were like a pioneer...
1: Like mummy blogger, you know, you're a you're an early adapter. I'm one of the OG mummy bloggers. Yeah, yeah I think it was 2010. I started my uh, blog before I
5: really really knew what blogs Did were. Did you even
4: have children?
1: Uh,
5: <laughs> just. <laughs> I like early adapter, by the way. That's not not adopter, just early adapter. And I think, to be honest, that's better than pioneer, which makes her sound like a fucking astronaut. She just wrote about having saggy tits on the internet, like the rest of us. Do you know what I mean? No, no disrespect, Alison. They are a little bit droopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, anyway. an early, it's not early adapter. Adopter,
4: adopter. Mate. Oh,
5: okay. Yeah. What, what? How would an early adapt? What would an
4: early adapter oh, she do? She was adapting to motherhood through. <laughs> through just complaining on the internet
5: i like it let's go with it so allison you're an early adapter i am um, and <laughs> the pioneer um, i've been called that once but that was a sex thing an early adapter yeah
4: why well you know like you know an adapter connects things doesn't it right
5: yeah like so someone called you an early adapter because no, you connected ad- the and... penis to your no not early just in an adapter this has gone what <laughs> wait someone
4: called you an adapter yeah because it was just a funny thing because you know like you know like you you connect plugging into the socket plugging it yes exactly mm-hmm. how flattering
5: <laughs> like one of those european power compressors yes, exactly. when you go to france well i have had a lot of european so oh, right you know, so he just say... went for the two holes instead of three that time did he <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it's gone right off. Piece. And we forgot the bloody admin bit. We're oh. supposed to do the admin bit. Should we? Top. Should we now casually mention That's, our sponsor? I'm sure they'd love it now. This is absolutely. Sorry, Alison. It's all. I would say, I don't know what's going on, but it's always like this. Yeah, so I know yeah. exactly what's going on. And um, we've got a sponsor for this episode, Helen. I really like this sponsor, Ellie. It's Wild Deodorant. Yes, a natural deodorant that actually works. Mm. Uh, aluminium, paraben and single-use plastic free, as well as vegan and cruelty free, which is good because I do not like deodorants with vegans in. I, it must be vegan free. Uh, normally I have a very cruel deodorant as well, but it's good that this one... This so one's nasty,
4: right. that previous deodorant yes. you were using. Now you've got a really lovely, gentle one. Yes. Um, but it does actually work because you and I... We don't like to mention it. We do a bit of running.
5: Oh, yes, we do. That's right. We're running the London Marathon, aren't we? Because we're such excellent humanitarians. Um, Yes, we do a lot of running. And honestly, it is good. It actually does work. Because I used to be using one of those deodorants that is supposed to last for 24 hours. Mm. And I'm I'm always a bit like, who doesn't have a fucking shower every 24 hours? Like, (laughs) How dirty are you that you need this? Anyway, uh, this one actually works. And you can get 20% off your first wild deodorant purchase on their website, wearewild.com. Mm, just use the code scummy at checkout. Yeah, and it's Done. good. All right. right. Do, do you feel like buying some wild deodorant now, Alison? Was that effective influencing? For you? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I really need to get some wild deodorant.
1: So <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking that. They
4: smell really nice. Like they smell like perfume, like a like a bit of nice perfume. And also, I've used it on my chub rub. I've used oh, it on me in the thighs because nice. that's what they say. Put a bit of deodorant between your legs.
1: Fine. It stops the, the, your legs from rubbing together. And get you're you're too slim to get chub rub, Ellie. But yeah. When your thighs up together, you get that chafing. Yes, oh. and then oh. you can't oh. walk,
4: and then you have to walk in star formation for the rest of the day. Oh, so I yeah,
5: I've used Mazzola Usually, it's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, anyway, Good. should we actually talk about Alison? Why why she's here? And that yes, sort of we thing. should. Well, there's <laughs> many reasons
4: why she's here, but one of them should we should we just get her out and say you've written a book? I've Alison. written
1: a book and a whole actual book. It's called OMG. It's twins. Yes, yes. Um, what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> It's mainly about that OMG moment when you find out you're having blooming twins. Shit oh, the bed, man! That's yeah. a big thing. That's a very big thing. It, yeah, it's huge.
5: It one baby is, is A scan for you, or was it like a, a buy one get one free when you actually had the birth? Fog off. It, yeah.
1: <laughs> it wasn't a scan, but funnily enough, we we had a, a scan at six weeks, um, and we were told that there was one heartbeat, one uh, sack, all looking good. Off you go. So we spent six or seven weeks. Feeling quite reassured that we were having one baby and everything you, was fine. You'd gone through IVF, so there is a there is a higher chance of having twins. Yeah, and also yes, yeah, so, uh, we we had IVF and we had two embryos put back in, so okay. that you know naturally increases the, the risk of, of multiple births. Um, I love risk, <laughs> so, yeah, the risk. Um so you know that that first scan clearly the consultant would have been checking whether how, how many babies there were but just the one baby that's all fine so we were quite reassured so it wasn't until we went for the 12 week scan um and they said oh have you had a have you had a, a scan already and we said yes yes we've had a scan already this is just a formality um and they said oh so you know it's just the one baby then well, yes yes it's just the one baby and she started scanning me and she kind of looked a bit confused. And she said, sorry, you've been told it's just one baby. And my husband and I looked at each other <laughs> in sheer horror. <laughs> and she said, there's two, there's two babies oh, here. No. Oh, and we just couldn't stop laughing. You know, that nervous laughter that you would get when the teacher was telling you off at school, you just cannot stop giggling. And my stomach was shaking so much that the sonographer was struggling to carry on scanning me. <laughs> Um yeah, it was a bit of an OMG moment. Yeah. yeah.
5: So just going back to your book then, why did you decide to write a book about the twins? Cuz you're like, right, I've got three children now. I've got enough to do. Uh I'll just I'll just write a book. What what was it that made you think, "No, I, I need to do this?"
1: When I was um pregnant with the twins, I was looking around for uh, a book and everything was very much, like, written by a doctor or... You know, and it was all helpful and it was, you know, it was useful stuff. But there was nothing that really talked about the emotional journey or mm. finding out you're having twins, getting your head around all of this, the extra kind of, you know, pressure and worries and how much... Do I need two of everything and all of that? And how how do I... When I have these two babies and they both need feeding... What do I do? And how's that going to make me feel? Have you just
5: got the one breast, or yeah, yeah. just one just massive was... breast? That's, that's
1: why it's so droopy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <free de> Carlo <laughs> yes. on your
4: chest.
1: It's like a funnel. It just sort of went into one. Yeah, sort of melded in. Yeah. yeah, Um So yeah, I just really wanted to write something that was practical support, but also yeah. emotional support to say there isn't a right way to feel about this. You know, mm. you're going to be okay. Yeah. It's hard let's get through this together kind
5: of thing and i'm being flippant and and, and dreadful but how do you feed two babies even if you have because like, how do you at hold? the same how do you time do do that? yeah do
1: like a, there are some diagrams in my book Ellie. oh like, my goodness I have me. a little flick to that page so yeah basically <laughs> yeah. <I used> to... <laughs>
5: it's not the kind of thing that turns me on <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm sure there's a niche market for that though yeah I used to have a big one of those big feeding cushions and I would have one on one side and one on the other in and the rugby tackle kind yeah, of, yeah rugby so hold under, have them both under one armpit so under their plate. legs put under my armpits and oh. I would feed them at the same time and it meant really that I wasn't able to get out and about into coffee shops to feed them because I would have to have whipped my whole top off oh god and yeah. you know clamped them to my breasts um, and you know the grannies sitting having their cup of tea in Costa I don't really want to see that do they no um, it's hard to do it kind of subtly, um, but yeah, fed them both at the same time. Hero,
4: absolutely. Oh and did they both <laughs> drift off? Because that's that was the only way my children would sleep would be on the boob. Yeah. So you'd have like two sleeping babies. Yeah. So did your husband just like
1: throw you know quality
4: straight into your? Oh mouth Oh my
1: goodness! Yeah, it was brownies and flapjacks, and he would come down you know in the morning after I'd been up kind of feeding them at night and what have you. And these whole massive tubs of flat japs would just have been gone from being full to being zero, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I needed it, you know oh, absolutely standards.
4: that it's a weird feeling when you're breastfeeding and you just feel like. Like literally, food is being sucked out of you, like your whole being is being drained. Yeah. So, yeah, Flapjack's excellent.
5: He sounds like quite a good bloke, your husband, which is nice to be able to say. I, I'm, I'm scanning the internet, it's very hard to find nice ones, I must say.
4: You can't
1: have mine, sorry. sorry.
4: He seemed quite keen on me at your party. He came up to me and said, oh, I'm a big fan, Helen. Like, That's when I was still married, so it's fine. Yeah. But you know, just look out. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm accepting bids let's just say yeah so is this right so he gave up his job to support you doing the instagram and the podcast and all that yeah
1: I mean really it was one of those kind of quite practical conversations that when I was pregnant with the twins he was a primary school teacher at the time and I already like him he must be nice yeah and um and being self-employed um basically the reality was that if I took a year off work, it would then be much harder to then start pick up again and start generating business and money and what have you. Um, And so we kind of thought, actually, why don't you just take uh, a year off and, I'll go back to work when the twins were maybe I think they were maybe three months old when I went back to work but I was still around working from home so I was able to still breastfeed them and help and you know very much there was the two of us doing it together um, which we needed because you know with two babies oh my goodness you know it's the, the 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 work just really well, it's literally escalates. doubled
5: one would imagine literally doubled. and then
1: you got that other one yeah the, the big one who's kind of looking after herself but it's mm. she still needs a little bit of parent, parenting um but yeah, and then it became a bit of a financial thing because when I um, looked into like, local nurseries, we uh, discovered that the the nearest nursery to us, which my eldest, eldest had gone to, um, and it's not anything all singing or dancing, it's just your bog-standard nursery, um, if we put them into that nursery full-time for my husband to be able to go back to work as a teacher, it was going to cost us £52,000 a year.
0: <gasps> oh, and... Shit
1: the bed. Newsflash... Teachers don't earn fifty two thousand pounds a year. Um yes. and okay there's two of them, but even if there was one and it was twenty six grand a year, that's still a huge it's amount impossible. of money.
4: That is an impossible amount.
1: So now two and a half years on, um, he's still at home looking after them and doing all the childcare. Um he's currently taking them to uh, to a music class as we speak. Um, so he'll be there, you know, singing awkwardly and <laughs> shaking, shaking the maracas and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I would say he's a pretty good egg. Yeah. Oh, Well done, you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's I, I remember that when going back to work and I was earning not very much. And I remember clearing 50 quid. I can't I remember if it was a week or a month um And I couldn't afford a nanny because the nanny was going to be a hundred quid a day, but nursery was going to be seventy quid a day. Yeah, it's just impossible. And there's a lot of the, you know, and there's that big thing about Boris Johnson asking for a, for a Tory donor to cover childcare. It's like if the fucking prime minister is finding it a struggle, then the system is broken. It is broken. It really
1: <clears> is. And you know, there's a lot of we can't all have Alison's husband. Well, no, exactly, kids. exactly. But there are a lot. <laughs> She's of... made that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> Hands off. <laughs> But thankfully, we've got people like um, Julie Brearley from Pregnant and Screwed who's campaigning to get better, affordable childcare for us. So mm. I really, really hope that she's successful and that we actually get something yeah. sorted in this country to help parents. Because mm. it's just,
4: yeah, it's for women, it's just a downward spiral because then you're like, you can't afford childcare and is it, you know you may as well be with your baby. May, that's nice. But, yeah, and then you're out of work for too long and it's hard to get back yeah. in. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. In screwed. general,
1: women are missing out on promotions, on, you know... Um, Career progression, absolutely. It's affecting women way more than it is affecting men. And mm. every time I talk about it, especially on Twitter, I get, you know, these tweets from those anonymous accounts. So oh yeah, they're just all letters and numbers. Saying, yeah. Well, you shouldn't have had kids then. And, you know, oh, so you expect a taxpayer to uh, you know, pay for your pay for your kids then? And you're just like, Oh my goodness, crawl back into where whichever hole you came from, please. Yeah. You are not contributing anything sensible to this conversation.
5: Uh-uh. Do you ever get get annoyed when people as i have just done uh, say say like oh what a good bloke you know he gave up to because millions of women are doing that all the time aren't they why is it special that it, why is it still so unusual that it's because he's a bloke do we do we give him a certificate how does that work do it's interesting like isn't it yeah I, I do find that quite interesting that people say oh you're
1: so lucky mm. that you get to work and your husband is prepared to take time off to do the child care and it's like But you wouldn't be saying that. I mean, can you imagine, you know, blokes sitting around in the office saying, oh, you're so lucky that your wife (laughs) looks after the kids at home and lets you come to work. It's just assumed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But Mm. I think that it's still not the norm and it's still, you know, seen as something that is quite unusual and that's quite depressing. Mm. It's a generational thing, isn't it? You know, Mm. when I think back to, you know, the dads, when, when I was little... You know, dads were not involved at all. You know, they would come back from the office and, you know, watch TV or you know get put their head behind a newspaper. And at weekends, they were off, you know, playing sports or doing whatever. They just weren't. They just weren't involved. So I guess from that point of view, that's what we're all used to. That's the norm. And so Mm. now that dads are getting more involved, we're a bit like, oh right, that's that's kind of amazing. And it shouldn't be. It should just be totally normal. But hopefully that will shift soon because I think
4: I think the hysteria of that is, is it should be coming down. There was an article in the Guardian <clears throat> at the weekend actually, and and um, Kate um, Windsor has talked very openly and positively about her husband. Thank you for being supportive. And I think it was Barbara Ellen was like, calm down, Kate. You know. You know (laughs) women have been doing that forever. Yeah. But um yeah, I think that will change. But yeah, it is really interesting. But but also, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying nice things about your partner. No. If they're nice.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, hands off. I know where you live. So another topic you talk about, Alison, as well as twins and your husband being obviously the world's best man, as we've established, who Helen wants to have it off with. No, no, I uh, just think he's a lovely man. She's listen, she's on heat. She's, <laughs> honestly, I've got a new yeah. I've got a new hobby. Leave her alone. <laughs> Every alone in a room with a pepper army and she's off don't don't worry about it it's nothing personal yeah. um yes is, is body confidence and body positivity is body do you like that term body positivity i prefer body confidence because body positivity is a
1: very specific movement that was started um you know by um very large ladies and um, i think some people feel that women like myself who are a size 18 have kind of hijacked it a bit and so for that reason I prefer to stick with body confidence personally but it's something that's hugely important to me you know I grew up um with my mum you know as, as a t- teenager my mum was always on like the Atkins diet the Rosemary Connolly hip and thigh diet to me it was just very normal that you know women went on diets and you know then growing up in, in my 20s and looking around and seeing Paris Hilton Lindsay Lohan, Girls Aloud, do you remember that trend where they would have like the lowest hipster trousers Mm. and the highest crop tops and they had this long toned torso on show and to me that was the goal like you know if, if I wasn't able to emulate that myself then I was clearly failing and I wasn't You know, I wasn't attractive. And the reality was I wasn't emulating that. So I spent years making myself miserable, going along to diet clubs. And, you know, I would do that thing of. Counting up how you know the points of how much I'd eaten that day and realizing that despite being starving hungry that night, I wasn't able to eat anything else because I'd used up all my allocated points, so I would just go to bed at like seven p m because I'd be like, well, I'm hungry, and if I go to bed then mm. and, I, and I go to sleep then i won't yeah. I won't I won't feel hungry anymore mm. um and I just reached a point um in my thirties where I was like, enough, this is ridiculous, I am not any better a person i'm not more valuable a person if i am slim you know i'm a curvy lady i'm currently a size 18 i'm very happy about that and so i've just started talking about it more i guess online and the response i get you you Mm. must find this helen when you talk about you know uh body confidence it's it's like it's like you're almost giving other people permission to feel okay about their bodies and to not be striving for this perceived perfection that we've all been told by society, by culture, by media for years, that we must look a certain way to to be valid.
5: Mm. Mm. Was, was there a tipping point or a particular moment, you said it was in your 30s where you suddenly thought, hang on, this is all bullshit, did something happen or was it a gradual build-up? I think
1: it was partly becoming a mum and becoming a mum to a, a daughter and just becoming really aware that, I guess, you know, just being aware of how i brought her up and i didn't want you know history to repeat itself i didn't want her to see me being on diets and trying to lose weight and trying to be slimmer in order to be happier so i made a real conscious decision when she was about 2 or 3 that she would never hear me criticize my body or my appearance um you know i'd never be looking in the mirror kind of like you know trying to suck my belly in or you know talk about wearing a certain outfit because it made me feel slimmer none of that um So I think that was a real thing, but also just, you know, just talking to people on the internet, on Instagram, on Twitter, reading stuff, blog posts about, you know, body confidence and learning and educating myself and realising that it's not the route to happiness. And if anything, it was just making me miserable.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah, no, I think that's right. And yeah, I just think when I see you doing posts about that, the response is always... Enormous. Yeah. It's a really, and especially when you things like because we're going to summer now, and also post lockdown, there's been lots of talk about people, you know, if we've been at home and haven't been out, naturally we're going to have put on a bit of weight. Yeah, of course. And then there's that anxiety about oh, what am I going to look like? And I'm not fitting into the clothes I used to. And there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves about that. I also
1: think there's a weird reverse thing going on here as well because I talk so much about you know, um, you know, I've got no desire to lose weight in terms of you know how I look. Um, if I you know, if I go to the gym, I'm going to the gym because of how it's making me feel and how it's helping my mental health, it's also helping my physical health and I'm aware that you do mm. need to look after your body. But I think that then some people feel a little bit like they're being told off if they want to lose weight. Do you know what mm. I mean? And it's actually like you do with whatever you want with your body. I'm not here to guilt you or shame you. If you want to go to the gym and in your mind you're thinking, I'd really like to get into that size twelve dress that's hanging in my in my wardrobe, go for it. If that mm. makes you happy, do it. I'm not here to shame you and say, Well, you shouldn't really be trying to lose weight, you know, for appearance's sake, you know. Mm. That doesn't make you a bad person. So No. It's kind of it's interesting and I think that we've it's so complex and multi layered, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I'll be honest. I have a sort of weight that I'm happy with, right? And it's about it's about sixty kilos. And to be clear, I don't give a fuck what anyone else weighs, and I don't think people should have to lose weight, and I don't care what people's happy. I just, I'm just, I'm <sighs> basically not interested in anyone else. Is what I'm saying, Alison. It's all about me. So just to, to caveat, I don't <laughs> care, what, and I don't look at other people and go, "Oh, you're fat," or "You should lose a bit of weight." Or that. I, I'm, I'm a really nice person, but um, I have a rough weight where I feel roughly happy and when i start getting bigger than that and my trousers don't fit i think oh i need to sort it out a bit for lots of reasons one of them is you know about looks let's be honest but another one is i can't be bothered to buy new clothes fit <laughs> 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 me. i just can't be asked yeah um and one of them is you know with running and stuff which i don't know if we've mentioned it we like to do, do running do, do you guys run yeah we do actually oh, yeah. running stuff like that um and again i've we've i've known yeah. from personal experience running doesn't make you thin like no. we've we've run for hours and hours and, and yeah. then, you know it turns out if you go and eat four spaghetti carbonaras afterwards <laughs> it makes no fucking difference <laughs> so yeah but I do feel a bit guilty about feeling like that and I do feel like there is pressure on me now to almost not not, yeah. do, you know it's weird to say oh, I'm not going to have bread today and people are a bit like mm, yeah, you know yeah. but equally I love food and so mm. I'm in a sort of boom and bust thing where I'll eat I know what it is for me as well It's it's booze Mainly, to be honest, and guess what? Turns out if I go off booze for five days, I lose quite a lot of weight, and I feel a bit mentally happier and healthier. <laughs> How weird is that? I sleep better. How bizarre! What is she
1: saying? What are no. these words? Yeah. Isn't that annoying? That, it's, that right, something it's that's so nice. You yeah, know, cutting that out is is what actually your body needs. Yeah. Ugh.
5: Very often I'll do like Monday to Friday no alcohol and and try and eat healthier. And then Friday morning I feel absolutely amazing. And then of course i fuck it all up Friday night. Six Aperol spritz, you're Six, done. <laughs> yeah, I'd play a lot of drink a lot of vodka while playing video games on the internet on Friday night. <laughs> Sunday lunch, all of that. Do you know what I mean? By Monday I'm like uh, but that's <laughs> balance, right? That's... that's what I'm asking you. I'm saying basically please can you make me feel better about my yeah. life choices, Alison. I think
1: I think you've you've got a bit of balance there. I think you're okay. You know you're listening to your body, but you're also, I think, you know, listening to what makes you happy and mm. that's that that's good, that works for you.
5: Mm. I, I think so, and it's taken me I think a while to get there and, and find that balance and, and as Helen will be the first to tell you, I'm I'm not one for depriving myself. <laughs> so if we're about... going out for a nice lunch on a Wednesday yeah. I'm not going to go. Oh, it's Wednesday. I'm just going to have. i have two soup. starters. Yeah. I have two starters. Yeah, <laughs> two starters and two main courses. Yeah, and four, yes. fucking four bottles of champagne. Thank you, for
4: it. and the cheese board. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Exactly. And I think, but I think that's
4: that's really good. And and also, it's not just one thing. And I think if you can, like, I wasn't in a place when I was going through my divorce to lose weight or be healthy. There were some days I delivered three meals <laughs> or three cans of coke, obviously. <laughs> Three packs of facts. Three packs of facts. Oh yeah, I deliver. I basically spent my book advance on on delivery, and 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 also I was just surviving. And mm. I think there is a mental kind of thing. And now now that I'm happier, I have finished my fucking book. Um, I can go back to the gym, and I've started running again, and all that sort of stuff. And yes, I've lost a little bit of weight, but also I find it interesting because my Instagram account is Helen wears a size eighteen, and if I do lose any more weight. I will change my dress size and and, and I've had people not criticise but people going oh no you can't you can't be that way or you can't talk about that way if you're smaller so that's going to be a challenge
1: but I think that's utter bullshit you know mm. I've I've heard people saying you know Oh, that person can't talk about body confidence because you know she's a size fourteen and she has thin privilege. And yes, she has thin privilege, but we can all talk about body confidence. You know, it's not mm. it, it's not something that only people over a certain dress size are allowed to talk about. Like, yeah. you know, all whatever we look like, whatever issues we have with our body, some people feel really uncomfortable because they think they're too thin and they want mm. to bulk up a bit or be a bit more muscly. You know, we are all entitled to have this conversation and to share our own experiences. Yeah,
4: I'm just really upset because I've lost some weight and it's mainly off my tits and oh. i need to have a hard word with my body cuz i'm like could you just just a bit off the thighs a bit off the upper arms that's that's what i want i don't mind the curves i don't even mind a bit of a tummy but duh, my boobs it's oh, really that's one of my favorite
5: memes is that h- picture of the hunger games and jennifer what's her face going my boobs why are they always the first to volunteer as tributes <laughs> are <laughs> always oh the first God. to go it's they are. so annoying. It's, it's
4: so annoying cuz i've been like measuring and i'm like oh good 5 Five centimeters off my tits, but my thighs haven't moved.
1: Great. I've got a solution for you. What's that? Have twins. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the you know the, it it really will improve the the breast oh, well, area. Rip my boil out and get pregnant.
4: It is <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well worth it. Well anyway, worth it. but look, yeah, I think it, and it's just it's not just a, a black and white kind of topic anyway. But thank you for sharing all your things on the internet because I think it's been very very helpful. And the other thing recently that you spoke about um, was social anxiety which i think is a really big thing as well um, and you spoke about going out to see friends because we're all like we can i can literally touch you right yes, now alison it's so exciting I'm touching alison and perry everyone now <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> <laughs>
5: have you had your vaccination have you had your vaccination have you i'm double vaccinated oh fuck me oh yeah yeah, let's get get it in get down the pub yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but
4: it is weird and it is and everyone's at a different level in terms of touchiness and and all that sort of
1: stuff it's really weird and i think that you know what i've been suffering from since meeting up with friends again is that real kind of afterwards i replay the conversations and i think Right, did I talk too much? Was I too overbearing? Was I too loud? Did I forget to ask them about their auntie who's been unwell in hospital? Did I, you know, all of those, replaying it in my head and feeling like, oh, and it's that kind of middle of the night anxiety, you you know, when you wake up at 3am and you kind of replay these ridiculous things. Um, and it's been... I always have that after a date, actually. I'm like,
5: do you? Oh, I shouldn't have done I Shouldn't have stuck my finger in his arsehole. Yeah, I
3: yeah. know. <laughs> it
4: seemed fun at the time. But anyway,
5: I'm sure you the same. What's it? It's you call exactly it Helen's the remorse same. horse. The remorse, the remorse horse, horse come to visit. Yes, yeah yeah.
4: When the, yeah, I'm going, Ugh. <laughs>
5: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alison <laughs> to, to be clear, listener, she's not looking on a ghast, she is she's laughing. <laughs> laughing.
1: I'm laughing but with a slight aghast
5: uh, <laughs> look on my face. <laughs> a ghast laugh. <laughs> a laugh ghast they call it. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. How do you manage it then? How do you what do you do when you have those mid of the night
1: thoughts? Oh, I just push them to one side. I just try and tell myself that it's just me, you know, that, that really the 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 friend that I've met up with or the friends that I've met up with they will not be focusing on that one thing I said or that one thing I didn't say or you know it it really is just my my brain kind of you know thinking too deeply into it and I think that a lot of people have been feeling this way uh you know we're we're not used to socialising we're not we we've lost all those social skills that mm. we've honed for for years you know going to the pub and seeing friends. Um I also think for me some part of it is that i'm I've started going through the perimenopause, and um anxiety is a really big part of that, so I know that for me it's definitely a temporary thing that one, as i as I you know get out there and see friends more often, it will improve, and also as I sort myself out and you know go on to HRT or whatever it is that I need to do to start out perimenopause, that that will help my anxiety as well. So it's all it's all just a process, isn't it? Yeah. I'm gonna have um anxiety thoughts about this part of the conversation later I'm, I'm just telling you i'm
3: going to
1: replay this part of the conversation in my head and think oh i shouldn't have mentioned the perimenopause that was just like that was one issue too too many that i, I paled into that conversation i'm going to
5: send you some point by point feedback allison <laughs>
3: uh,
5: what i thought we'll uh, just give her a scorecard you were great. Yeah. Right here could have been better there
4: uh no i think that's so that's so true though and it, and it's yeah and i think because it's just life is altered.
1: Yeah. We you know, we can't go back to normal because we're it's not this Every, is the new normal. Yeah, everyone everyone's changed, everyone's different. We're all kind of just muddling through and trying to remember how to do things again. I and mean, Ellie, how do you find it like with your parents? Because you know now
4: they're always they're always fucking at your house. You can't get rid of them.
1: And, <laughs> oh they, fuck me. Yeah but, but so
4: oh. but you didn't ha- you had a whole year where you didn't like hug your mum.
5: Yeah. That was it. Was really, really. I mean, but, but you know what that's like because yours are in bloody Australia. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, sit I d- here and tell you. I know. Like. I
4: mean, it's not misery tennis. <laughs> 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 I mean, I win, but you know. But 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 in terms of like, you know, that was your normal was just seeing your parents in the front doorstep and now and now that's back again. So how does has that? Is that? felt yeah. any
5: different or we were super safe and we waited till they were double vaccinated and then mm. i made them wait two weeks so i wouldn't let them go to the pub like i was super on it and then and then after that we had like a big sort of celebratory lunch then after that it was like we both sort of kept forgetting that now we're allowed to <laughs> actually physically see each other yeah so like one time a couple of weeks ago they like they did turn up at the doorstep and they were like is this all right And i was like Yes, alright, isn't it? No, like, to the allotment. We just put I was like, No, oh, yeah, yeah, come in, brilliant. <laughs> so like the novelty was really exciting. Now of course it's worn off. Uh, yeah. no, but it's it's nice to have them mm. have them in and out and about and uh being you know, being content and we do a lot of stories about them so that's always good. Your yeah. dad basically treat treats you like Curry's PC World. <laughs> dad, dad's just so dad's an actor and he's trying to get these voiceover jobs and you know, because in the old days he used to like they used to have actual auditions and things and now he used to record all these Recordings, all these auditions and he can't do it he can't work out the wee transfer and he can't fucking make the microphones so my house is now a recording studio for my father and I've become the editor and the uh you know like yeah, yeah i
1: love that though i think that's so nice that we can help the older generation with their tech issues i think it's the same do you for... yeah, you so... fucking do it then <laughs> do you... i'll tell you what do you know what's a bit annoying is that whenever my mum has tech issues with her laptop or with her ipad or her phone or whatever she always asks my husband oh. and it's like eh, hello i know just as much about all this stuff if not more than he does turn it does. on turn it off
5: whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my dad knows better than that. He asked me. (laughs) He can't use fucking iTunes.
1: uh... But it's kind of weird because when you... It almost feels like the last year hasn't happened in a weird Mm. way. When you're sitting there with your mum or your mum and dad and you're chatting, it just feels so normal. And it's like you're just slipping back into you know this normal routine. And you can be forgiven for just forgetting that all of that nightmare actually happened. Mm. It's nice. It's so nice to... Able to see these people and hug them, and
4: it is really funny. I just remember like <laughs> last year when the only thing that we could do was go to the park, and everyone just like posting pictures of like, I'm in the park again. We're like, yeah.
1: it's not that fucking special, it's just some trees. <laughs> going, i'm gonna say, going to the playgrounds in the parks is the only thing that we've been able to do with our twins, um, you know, during lockdown, and mm. it, it's kind of scarred me for life. I never want to go into another playground. Again, like for at least another year, I just feel like you've, you've reached I've your done the, limit. I've done the swings, I've done the slides, you know, like oh my goodness, I'm so over it. It was, you know would it be the only thing we could do for for all that time i'm happy to
5: burn them all to the ground i think we should i think we should all the parks in britain should be turning to like housing yeah uh, i'm quite happy to. <laughs> we need <laughs> we need more homes let's yeah. just get rid of them shopping yeah. centers i could do a multiplex that'd be yeah. nice that'd be nice uh, actually here, Tom, yeah. turn dulwich park into a westfield yes please oh, yeah. yeah yes <laughs> am, I, am, am i spa maybe giant oh. toby carvery anything <laughs> just be absolutely ideal just drive.
2: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs,
3: or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. lovely there we go
5: so uh should we have some scummy mummy confessions thorn yes we should yes absolutely
1: would you like to go first alison i'll go first okay so clearly over lockdown my kids were watching a bit more tv than normal you know they were they were on screens a a bit more than than you know is considered healthy and um we realized recently how much uh, my twins have been watching peppa pig because one of them now thinks that her twin sister is called George. <laughs> so we'll we will be walking along and she'll say, come on, George, to her sister. Like she thinks it's just a generic la- label for a sibling. And we do correct her, but she just keeps saying, hi, George, morning, George.
3: <laughs> so
1: yeah, I think we might, we might watch a bit less Peppa Pig for that's, the next few weeks that's very good
4: probably for the best um so yesterday i was at the supermarket uh with my kids and they were hungry because it was lunchtime i hadn't fed them yet and they said oh can we get a bacon sandwich from the greasy spoon and i said fine you can have my bank card because they are pretty sensible with it and i said all right and then i walked home and i thought "Oh, i'll see them five minutes see then i got
5: a phone call from cancun
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I thought, oh, five minutes. Like, that's how long it takes to get a bacon sandwich. Half an hour later. For some reason, I was playing Mozart Requiem and I thought, fuck, they're dead. I'll, I've given them my credit card and they've been abducted. They're murdered. They're actually dead now. And I was just having a massive panic attack. So I called the Greasy Spoon, no answer. And then I called the local cafe, Two Spoons. And they said, oh, know your daughter's been in here. And then they just waltz in, like, 40 minutes later. They had taken themselves to a nice cafe with my credit card, sat down, ordered drinks, had a lovely sandwich, just hung out like an old couple, they're nine and twelve, and they just walked in and went, we had a lovely time, mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought you were dead, but I couldn't kind of be cross with them because they were just like they then all they had was my credit card, that was it. So they obviously sat and chatted. 40 minutes, I think. Like, Won't well, the rest of the cafe were
1: thinking about these two young children just going out for a lovely lunch? That's so nice. I, I mean, terrifying for you, Absolutely but fucking lovely terrifying. For them. I
5: wonder what they were chatting about. Oh, mum will be shitting herself.
4: About that. <laughs> I know she'll be fucking terrified. Oh, they'll just be talking about how many fucking V bucks that they could use or buy with this credit card, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, so that was that was that, but yeah, I hope they never do that again. And I should really make my daughter take her mobile phone. Cause
5: that's that's handy these days, I yeah. believe, with teenagers. But um, yeah, so yeah. That was... Oh, I don't know if I have a good confession. Really, I did. I, we just spent a week for half term. We went to Kent. Uh, it started off disastrously. We booked three lodges for three families, and it's fine when we got there. There was two lodges for three oh. families. Uh, so for the first couple of nights, the kids had to sleep on the floor uh, in the front room while all the grown ups like were <laughs> all like packed in. <laughs> Um, and the place was just really run down and they had like there was a games room but it was smelt of damp and it was really cold but the boys got quite into pool so we had to go in the stink room as me and Jesse called it (laughs) and like play pool with them and it was so damp that I'm pretty sure we've all now got Legionnaire's disease so uh... yeah I
3: don't
5: know if that's a confession but it's just something I need to share because it was a slightly horrific experience but the thing is they had like the swimming pool was fine you know what kids are like they're like brilliant when we're going back never you no, paid money to come and stay somewhere that's not as nice as our house <laughs> and that is saying something like what the fuck yeah so, but
0: isn't that uh,
1: amazing that they've come away ha- clearly having had a brilliant week and yeah that, that's their memory of it so they don't remember the damp and the you know the smell and what have you no they, they had a
5: great time they're six and, and ten and they remember hanging out with Ethan and Kian who are five and ten and, and you know all mm. of that and going to the miserable wildlife park and like <laughs> Seeing a tiger very, very far away, looking very depressed under a bush, like that's golden memories of treasure forever, isn't it? Um, so you know, but well, it's an adventure, isn't it? You yeah. got you got to teach them that life can't be nice all the time. No, no, it's <laughs> life. Life
4: isn't always centre parks.
5: Yes. <laughs> which sadly was booked up and also probably prohibitively expensive at this time of year it was
4: mega
1: expensive I was like oh my god I could go to Australia for that money goodbye (laughs) centre
4: parks I'll see you next year this is why
1: top tip I think you should um, sacrifice your children's education for centre parks so take them out of school for a week and It's like a grand cheaper. So that, yeah. that, that's my top parenting tip. Are <laughs> you right there?
5: Fuck it. <laughs> Hol- holidays are more important than your children's education.
3: <laughs> uh, that was
4: a very big out. Good. Yeah.
5: We've got an inset day coming up, and I was like, let's go to one of the UK's popular theme parks, you know, the ones with the built in hotels. And I was like, oh, how much would it be to go for a day for four of us to the theme park and spend one night in the theme park hotel? Six hundred and fifty pounds. Oh. Fuck off. <gasps> and I was like That's how much some people make in a month. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> uh and then i was like oh look they've got two for one tickets on the back of the frosties get that and there's a premiere in down the road for 36 pound 50. done <laughs> job done, <laughs> <Lovely> done. <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous though isn't it yeah, yeah. it's fucking Kanye and kim going to this fucking theme park i don't know <laughs> um anyway they could probably afford to buy out the premiere in at that rate <laughs> oh, all the- yeah a room each <laughs> yeah anyway okay uh, yes well thank you very much uh obviously to alan alan <laughs> to alan perry great that's quite (laughs) triggering actually because when i was at
1: university i went and had my hair cut um into like a sort of you know short crop and it looked so terrible that my flatmates called me alan for a year so you've just unleashed all of these really awful memories by calling me alan
5: alan perry that Mm -hmm. has made me feel better about memory of when i was at university and my friend had her hair cropped and i said she looked a bit like dustin hoffman (laughs) which is an awful thing to say and something i wouldn't say now i'm a more mature kind of person not like a 40 year old woman who tells their best friend that they look like bob Geldof, yeah as <laughs> helen did just a couple of years ago um but i've always felt guilty about that but that i feel certainly better that other people yeah. in the world have done that to other people that's yeah. other people's pain has made me feel Absolved. Resolved, yeah. so thank you alan um <laughs> lovely to have you on and your your book is called omg it's twins it's called omg it's twins
1: and it is available to buy now yes. oh
4: i've got a book it's coming out i'll just quickly mention it it's called get divorced be happy and we have the same publisher we have the same publisher we do so it's penguin all- slash ebri
5: slash vermilion yes that's yeah. a great story everybody's very excited for you both. <laughs> fucking um, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah 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 link in bio link in bio cool yeah. well, My Instagram. page numbers you've each got fascinating <laughs> fascinating
4: <laughs> stuff a big thank you to our sponsor of this podcast, the lovely Wild
5: Deodorant Ellie. Yes, wonderful Wild. Yes, thank you, Wild Deodorant. I will say, actually, I was putting it on this morning, and they were very kindly sent us some, didn't they? And they yeah, sent us, and it's refillable. That's one of the things, isn't it? It's all environmental, and it comes in this nice sort of little package. It's got my name on it, which I like, and it's like got my name girl, on it. Yeah. I just get really excited about having my and name it's on things. Mauve and gorgeous, and yes, lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've used it all up because it's because it's so good. But you know, I can't. I've put the refills away, Helen. I've tidied away. Oh now no Now I can't find them. So Poops. I'm like down to I'm scraping the arm. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to like dig it out with a cocktail
4: stick. Yeah. Like just to get the <laughs> so. The last yes, but yeah, I must get some more as well. It's excellent.
5: So um where did they go? Is, is it wearewild.com? Yes, wearewild.com and use the code scummy at the checkout for twenty percent off. Yeah, it's
4: most excellent deodorant. Um, good how's your deodorant going i mean i think you smell fine
5: it's alison. not as wild as yours yeah. but you know has okay. it got your name on it it hasn't yeah. I'm, oh, I'm missing a trick well thank you alan perry who <laughs> does not have her name on her deodorant so sorry for you um thank you so much alison lovely to have you oh thank you so much it's been so much
1: fun oh and where can people find you on the internet they can find me on instagram at IamAlisonPerry. perry uh they can listen to my podcast not another mummy podcast and they can read my blog, which is not com.
5: And we're on tour. We're going to Brighton next month. Still tickets for that. Their yeah. uh, the Nunhead gigs are sold out. We've got tickets available for Brighton. Banbury. Uh, we're going to Chipping Norton. Winchester. Seven Oaks. Milton Keynes. And that's just in July, mate. Fucking hell. I better organize some childcare. Better write some fucking shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then of course in the autumn we're going to leatherhead and epsom and harlow and northampton and farnham we are we are trying to move north don't at us we're trying i know but it's tough with the pandemic and the childcare and all the things excellent well there we go well thank you everyone for listening until next time bye bye bye
4: on tour actually and I'm like oh yes let's go back
5: to the Premier Inn you know what you're getting yeah, anyone absolutely. would think we're, we're trying to get Premier Inn to give us free rooms but to be <laughs> honest for £36.50 you could probably stretch that if we're getting paid to be out on tour anyway yeah so, uh, but it's true yeah I haven't said that if you're listening Lenny Henry give us a shout
0: ever <laughs> um, <laughs> you catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer